This week's podcast brought to you by Jackson Contraptions. I'm at the stage of uh, quarantine where I have to decide whether to keep or double down on my ridiculous beard. And um, while I was thinking out loud about that the other day, somebody said to me, no, no, it looks great. It looks very dot, 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 Steven Spielberg. And I just Googled him and Steven Spielberg is 73. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. We did our usual setup of the microphones, and one of the microphones wasn't as loud as the other microphones, so we're Bruce Springsteen and Clarence Clemens here sharing a microphone, which I've always found a little disturbing. Did, yeah, did he share a microphone? With, I mean, he shared, he shared a microphone a lot with Steve Van Zandt. Did he share a microphone that often with Clarence Clemens? I, I mean, I, he was the saxophonist. I, I have no idea, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, like when Mick and Keith are at the same... Yeah, and microphone, all hot and sweaty, sweaty and spitting and, and on the same microphone. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Except we're not hot, nor are we sweaty. Nor I, spitting. Hopefully, hopefully we won't be spitting. But who knows? But Clarence, they do have. I like when they have the little microphone on the on the bell of the horn. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Well, it's the, the only way they're going to be able to move around and still be heard. Micing should, up the saxophone. Should, that's what we should get: are the lavalier mics. So you can just put one on your shirt and walk around while we do the podcast. But since, you, since you're a pacer, I, mean, I wonder. True. I wonder if the quality of the podcast would improve if you had a lav mic and could work the room. You still occasionally see it in airports when when you used to be in airports, um, but it was big 15 years ago. The 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 nitwits with those Bluetooth microphones pacing in the airport terminals, talking into thin air. Yes, you're saying when people actually use the fly. Used to fly and and use those Bluetooth earpieces. Instead of now, like, when you start having a conversation with someone and then you realize that they're on a call because they have the tiny little AirPods or AirBuds or whatever they're called. Um, so, yes, I do remember those days. Well, what do you, sharing a microphone, is, it, this, is, this just feels weird. It's like, it's somehow worse than, like, sharing a toothbrush. Yeah, it is weird. Well, because if you share a toothbrush, you're still not sitting this close to somebody for this long. Even if you're married. I know, you're not. Like, if we were in a car, we'd be farther apart. If we were at a movie, we'd be farther apart. It's sort of and then if it's we, sort of an awkward... If we were in Hall & Oates, we'd be just like this. <laughs> do, so Hall I, does Hall and, do Hall & Oates still make music? Do they still tour? I don't know. I know that uh, there's a band, Garfunkel & Oates, that are popular um, sort of comedy rock but um which is a great name but uh but we're in we're in good company with uh, having only one microphone now since the rolling stones apparently only have one microphone bruce springsteen and the east street band one microphone in in your telling of the story anyway. in my telling of the story yeah i just Actually, i just love how they all crowd around one microphone and no, it's the rock and roll hall of fame induction but 
They can't spend 25 bucks for a second microphone. No, it'd be even better than the lav mic would be the Janet Jackson mic. I'm sure there's an updated name for it. The but uh, when Madonna, you, the, the yeah. thank you drive through, would you like fries with that mic? Yeah, the one that you just hook behind your ear. We wear those at the Final Four when we do the studio show and we're up um, like at the concourse level and I can't stand them. They 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 actually hurt. But at the end of a couple hours, they, the back, the bones like behind my ear, these things have been like wedged in there these little metal things they hurt i don't know if it's the structure of my head or my ear because it doesn't bother coach landers or maria but they hurt me but anyway but you're also in fairness you're also helping to land airplanes while you're doing a studio show right so uh but maybe that's instead of the lav mic that's what you should actually get a lav mic like you're up there doing a ted talk and i should get one of the janet jackson contraptions that hurts my head to uh so i can like dance around and stuff while we do the podcast a jackson contraption yes <laughs> oh but enough of this nonsense let's get into the real meat and potatoes of um, let's get into more nonsense uh, more nonsense well which nonsense would you like to talk about well what's on your mind I've, i'm just looking at a text here um last week we talked about uh, margarine commercials and i mentioned chiffons it's not nice to fool mother nature and imperial margarines uh, crown commercials and a friend uh, in Milwaukee texted me that how how could I possibly have forgotten the granddaddy of all margarine commercials? Everything's better with blue bonnet on it. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. All right. Well, so much for the meat and potatoes. Do you remember when you were a kid? Um, this must have been a middle school. It's a total middle school thing to do. Like if your mom bought. Um, what was the, was it Land O'Lakes butter that had the Native American woman on? Yes, on the and she's just package? been removed from, yes. from the packages. Um, but if you had, if your mom bought it in like the, you know, a pound or whatever it is of butter, where it's the four sticks in the, the cardboard container that if you folded up her knees, did you ever do this as, yes. a, as a kid? Anyway, I'm not going to keep going, but for anybody of our generation who actually did that, that's, that's what I think of. Um, that was that's my strongest memory. Oh, I'm not of, sure that I know what you're talking about. And it sounds like it's obscene like you, or like something. You, it was almost like the trifold that you would do in at Mad the magazine, back of, of a course. Mad Magazine. Yes. And if you did that, that with cl- her, her knees would go right where her chest is, and oh. then she'd become this really chesty um, character <laughs> on on the Land of Lakes. Chesty, chesty, yes, chesty character on the Land of Lakes uh, thing. I mean, the dumb stuff that you do in middle school. <laughs> Well, speaking of chesty characters, I was at uh, a, f- a pharmacy yesterday. I was at a drugstore looking for, looking in vain, I should add. Did for... you come home with a really long receipt? Just curious. I did. Okay. Well, of course I did. Okay. That's the place I went. And I was looking for a um, graduation card and a Father's Day card. And I had asked you to pick up a Father's Day card and a graduation card while you were at the grocery store. And you sent me a picture of Baron card aisle i mean it was ridiculous. picked over not even the generic congrats there were no father's day cards no uh, graduation cards but also the the ones that are blank so you can write anything in them i actually because i didn't think you would believe me i took pictures while i was at the grocery and and texted them to you and said this i'm not getting the cards and this is why so anyway and, so and, you and think the, think of how how um what the last slim pickings were and even those were gone. But you know, I always avoid the the flowery, sentimental, lots of calligraphy and, and a lot of text right. on the card. And I also avoid the lowest of of obscene 
scatological, you know, the worst of the of the low comedy cards. Yeah, I go for something on the comedic spectrum, but uh, and avoid the uh, the sentimental. So, so somebody who went into uh, bust their dad's chops got the sort of uh, uh, bereavement card version of the Father's Day yeah. card, and somebody who went in for that version had to send like a um, a slapstick comedy. And someone like me went in and got nothing because I, I was going to get one for my father as well, but um, completely picked over. So whatever's going on in the supply chain with greeting cards, um, I well, don't know. That's why I went to the drugstore to, yes. get, uh, to get cards. And there was a gentleman in the next aisle, same aisle, but in the next section of aisle with the wettest, chestiest, he was a chesty character, cough. I'd I'd heard in some time since my days in the uh, in the Great War, and uh, it, it was everybody it, when they heard it turned and and looked in his direction. He was wearing a bandana, and what was he? Any idea why aisle he was in? Like was he waiting for a prescription, no, or was he, he just may shopping with this awful he, corona like? He may cough? have been. He may have been a a uh, somebody they sent out to to uh, to get require prescriptions for other people i don't know he may have been a a, a business starter but um but so i i vamoosed as quickly as i could but not before stopping at the self-checkout with the one card that i was able to get they had a father's day card but no graduation cards um and um and i stopped at the uh, refrigerated uh, coke refrigerator to get a diet coke and and they didn't have any in fact they had like one bottle of one or two bottles in this entire fridge and so I went out to uh, get in my car, and I find myself not quite hemmed in. I just needed a 17-point um, turn to get out of my spot by the Coca-Cola semi that was unloading. Again, my perfect timing. Yeah, and, and you were just waiting for the Hallmark semi to, to box me in from the other side. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just so such a perfect example of your luck. Well, when I was at the grocery store yesterday... Um, as I was going through, once again, no Pam spray on the uh, shelves and no cheese-filled combo crackers on the shelves. But you know what? Did they have Pam roll on? No. And I didn't care. And the reason I didn't care is because one of our neighbors, who I coached his daughters a couple of years ago on the middle school basketball team, stopped by last week. All of a sudden, it's just a, an evening. We hear a knock on our door. Go open the door, and we have our neighbor there with his daughter and a bag. And in it, there were two cans of Pam spray. Pam. Pam. There were two bags. Two cans of Pam. Two cans of Pam. Two bags As of, the distinct from two cans, Sam. Two bags of combos. And I don't know if you noticed this. Whatchamacallit. Two whatchamacallit bars he had been grow he had not thingamabobs nothing of a bobs he was he listens to the podcast he was grocery shopping in, in an adjacent town at a different spot and they had plenty of pam spray and plenty of combos and he got them i mean how absolutely kind and lovely was that if only he'd gotten you some non-stick uh pretzel snacks called pambos <laughs> um actually they're the former 
head coach at the University of Minnesota women's basketball, Pam Borton. I wonder if she went by Pam Bo. Anyway, Both, um, we then, now have Pam Spray. We don't have combos anymore. Those have already been consumed. And one and a half, whatchamacallit, bars left. But, I mean, that was just a super kind thing to do. So thank you. And something you've been doing during uh, quarantine is buying two-pound bags of M&Ms, putting them in bowls, grandma-style, in the kitchen. And then uh, we will watch. to put them in? What do you mean grandma-style? I'm. I say that in guys, the best possible you way. You guys like... An occasional candy treat. So I got you some guys. M&Ms. You don't. I do. I do as well. But what else I, do you I will, do? With I, will, them? I, I will. I will. I will go in there like a like a major league baseball player of the seventies, taking a handful of amphetamines and just grab a handful of M and M's and eat them. And but but that's not why I bring it up. Why no, I bring no. It up, let me just, let me just yeah. throw this in there. I don't approve of you grabbing them though, like while the kids are eating breakfast. You shouldn't eat those things like no, at eight thirty or I nine in the morning. I, I, would, our, I, I wouldn't just, approve of that either. Have just, you, have, is that something I've done? You've done. Like one of our kids, I'll just have told them, you know, you can't have sugary cereal today. So they go. That, you know, they're allowed, what, twice a week to have sugary cereal. The rest of the time, they're supposed to have the non-sugary stuff. Anyway, they're sitting there, like, like eating their mush. They're so <laughs> disappointed in, in what they're having to consume that morning. And then there goes Dad getting a handful of well, I mean, M&Ms. It, it's just, it, just wait a little while. In fairness, if there's a bowl full of M&Ms, am I supposed to not eat them? And, and, and well, I, I, I say that uh, that's true of anybody, isn't it? I mean, if you see a bowl full of M&Ms, I'm sure there are people who are allergic or who just, it's not their thing. I, I, I've never met one. But uh, but if there's a bowl full of M&Ms. You can't wait until like a later time where it's a little more appropriate to, to grab a couple? But why are they out? Put them out at noon. They're or, not, or, well, oh, so now it's not only my job to get the M&Ms and put them in the grandma bowl at night. You would like me to? Put them away somewhere, like in the what, in the bacon all, safe. It, Do I put them in the bacon it, is, safe is, at night is, is and then like, bring them back out at noon? Is it is it a cocktail? Is there an appropriate time? It's not. It, it, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm going to have a handful of M and M's. What time is it appropriate to eat M and M's? Oh, why don't we ask our listeners this? Uh, it's no, it's not appropriate to eat M and M's at eight thirty in the morning. Eleven fifteen? I don't know, but not at eight thirty. There, that's 107? one of those things where maybe the the time delineation we don't know exactly, but we do know. It shouldn't be the first thing you eat when you wake up in the morning. Well, it wasn't the first thing. I already had a bowl of cereal. Was it the sugary? And it wasn't sugary. Was it the no. sugary no. kind or and was bec- it the mush? Because it wasn't sugary, I had to eat a handful of M&Ms as soon as I... What did our, one of our, our oldest daughter asked us recently, what did she ask if she could put M&Ms in? Her cereal. She did. And that's yes, probably she did. where it comes yes, from. she did. Our oldest said, I'm going to have a bowl of whatever. And when I finished swallowing a mouthful of M&Ms, I said, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> You're said, eating breakfast. I, and that's probably, I just thought of that now. She said, can I put M&Ms in my cereal? And I said, no, that's absurd. Well, the reason I brought this up okay, is because sorry, go for didn't, it. You, you did self-checkout and you saw what the cost of the, this bag of M&Ms was. And you were was shocked and then you told it to me and you asked me to guess. And I guessed about 50% less than it actually was. Did you say it was like 16 bucks? Well, yeah. Well, since I was doing self-checkout, the every time I checked something or scanned something, the computer would say the amount out loud. And so when I scanned this big bag of M&Ms, I thought she said $16, which just seemed absolutely absurd. So when I went to the grocery yesterday, I looked just to make sure, and it, there it's actually eleven ninety nine. Still pretty pretty hefty price for some M&Ms, uh, especially breakfast M&Ms. Especially once you've established the habit, and, and it would be hard to undo now. So let's hope our neighbor brings us several bags of $16 M&Ms. Can we go back to 
why why grandma style like how, how grandma style M&Ms. would be would be would be sort of a cut crystal bowls of of hard candies but off brand not jelly ranchers but these are on brand hard um starlight mints the swirly kind yeah that that were taken by the handful from the hostess stand in a in a, in a diner you know what? That's one candy that there hasn't been any off-brand. I don't think is M and M's. We've seen any off-brand without the M. Well, just the, I the did once. I, I I once uh, had a, a handful of W and Ws, and then I realized <laughs> that I was looking. Yeah. At okay. Them so upside, anyway, because it would be upside. I don't down. know why I, I I'm th- that touched the nerve a little bit, but uh, grandma bowls. Like, like if, if if how do I how do I serve M and M's not grandma style? <laughs> I wouldn't what want you I to. I wouldn't want you to. What, do I just leave the bag out so you can dig your grubby hands in there? No, I, it's much classier to dig my grubby hands into a bowl. In fact, I think I did that when I came back from fishing last night. Oh. I took our son Love fishing him. and his buddy and his buddy's dad, and it, and I was the one. My my buddy, who grew up in Pittsburgh, said that he had only been to a lake once in his life growing up, and so I was the one. I don't think he'd dispute this. It was left to take the fish off the hooks. And I, and I can tell you, I'm uh, no outdoorsman. Who, yeah, anyone who knows you knows that that's uh, not something you love to do. And and just to extend this point a little bit further, next time I put some of the M&Ms in one of those bowls, I'm going to put it on a doily. <laughs> put the bowl on a doily. We have a doily. On, we do have a doily given to me by my Grandma. grandmother. So I'm going to... Put the the bowl of M and M's on the doily. Also, the grandma bowl was was the highlight of every New Year's Day growing up when we would sit in front of the TV. I think it was the winner of the uh, Sun Belt Conference versus the winner of the ACC. Was it not the grandma bowl? Was there such the a thing? Grandma bowl. There was a seriously. Was there a grandma? There bowl? was not. Oh, there should have been. Well, there's a, a finally, officially, a WNBA update, and that is that there will be a season this summer. Um, right now, the plan is for them to start, I think, uh, July 24th that week. Players have until June 26th to decide whether or not they're going to play, if there are any players who uh, are not comfortable playing in in Florida. The players will be in a bubble, for lack of a better word. They will be pretty much quarantined. They'll play a 22-game regular season. The playoff format will be exactly the same as in past years. I still don't know what it means for our broadcasts, where we'll be calling the games from, um, and if that will be consistent throughout the regular season and the playoffs. But the good news for WNBA and basketball fans is there definitely will be a WNBA season, at least as of this moment, the owners and the players have come to an agreement, which still hasn't happened on the NBA side, but it has now on the WNBA side. Or the Major League Baseball side. Right. What did hockey do? I think the NHL is opening training camps in July, and then they're going to take it from there. Sounds to me like they're playing it a little bit by ear. Well, all right. So at least I'm excited that hopefully we'll have a WNBA semblance of a season that'll be exciting for those of us who like to follow that league anyway so last night i was watching television with our nine-year-old she likes to watch the titan games which was on last night um hosted by the rock and one of the like celebrity contestants was victor cruz victor cruz right he's the football player who's the cruz that she also likes who's one of who's the host of america's got talent 
Oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. C-R-E-W-S. Yeah, yes. well, that, that plays into this. So um, so she is more familiar with Terry Crews from watching America's Got Talent. Well, last night we're watching the, what are they called again? The Titan Games. The Titan Games. And Victor Cruz was on. And Victor Cruz spells his last name C-R-U-Z. And so she had already heard The Rock mention Victor Cruz. But then his name was um, was written on the screen. And she said, his name is Victor Cruz. And I said, no. I said, that's pronounced Cruz. I said, like Terry Cruz from America's Got Talent. Anyway, she brought up, she said, oh, she said, it's spelled like when Uncle Tom has the shirt that says Santa Cruz. And I said, no, that also is Santa Cruz. So anyway, you know, that moment in her life, she now will forever know that C-R-U-Z is pronounced Cruz. But before last night, and every time she saw your brother wear his shirt, she thought, and she never asked, she never said it out loud, but her brain that whole time was reading it as Santa Cruz. And um, anyway. Santa Cruz sounds like... uh... Santa Claus is ne'er do well. <laughs> right, it totally does. But how, but how great is that? Like last night, I was with her in a moment where she went from Cruz to Cruz, and presumably will never go back. Wait till she f- learns of the third spelling of Cruz, as in Tom Cruise or a cruise ship. Oh, right, true. And the whole time we were watching America's Got Talent, and Terry Cruz, I thought his name was just spelled C R U Z. So when I then saw it as C-R-E-W-S, it took my second, my, my brain a second to like put that all together too. Shall we go to viewer mail? Yes, please go to viewer mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Uh, hi, Stephen Rebecca writes, uh, our patent attorney, Ed, and uh, in Maryland, and this is to ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Regarding your problem with foggy glasses, you might want to try this. See the above YouTube video. Basically, you can treat a motorcycle face mask with dandruff shampoo. This prevents condens- condensation, parentheses fogging, which is a problem for motorcyclists on cold days. I ride a motorcycle, and though I've never tried this, some folks swear by it. Good luck. P.S. When Rebecca lands a good shot with her dog poop bag... Does she yell, Mama still got it? <laughs> well, first of all, so is he suggesting that you take something to put on your glasses? You you, you treat your, I, I, I suppose I, I treat my um, go, my glasses with, with dandruff shampoo, or do I treat my face mask with dandruff shampoo? No, well, no, because you don't need to see okay. through your face mask. I'm a little confused. But either way, have you tried yet the the suggestion from people last week? Yes, and it works. It, it, it works. Work? If you put a, a tissue across the bridge of your nose with your mask attached, you look only marginally more ridiculous, and it doesn't fog your glasses. Okay. Well, that seems like it might be a little bit easier than, than dandruff shampoo than, on your actual than, glasses. Than uh, squirting Selsun Blue on my, on my glasses. <laughs> Yes, but or, or possibly treating my face mask with head and shoulders. Maybe I'll do both just to just to uh, as as a backup. Fail but safe. Did you a few seconds ago question whether he meant putting the dandruff shampoo on your face mask on your breathing mask? Like, what would that do? Until I watch the YouTube video, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to be able to uh, to work this out. 
I mean, I think if if you coat your face mask with with dandruff shampoo, you pass out and and you're not worried about your glasses fogging up. Okay. Uh, Pam writes, uh, hi, Rebecca and Steve. Thanks for the blueberry recipe. It's great. Not too sweet. I'll be making a batch for a neighbor in need. Steve, did you eat any? Well, I couldn't eat any because you didn't make any, I haven't made it yet. And I have those beautiful blueberries, too, in the refrigerator. So I still, that's on me. I have to make that. My son was reading about pirates in maybe third or fourth grade, writes Pam. This is Pam K, not Pam Spray, okay? Gotcha. Pam from SoCal. Uh, my mom, my son was reading about pirates in maybe third or fourth grade. His paternal grandfather made a hidden treasure map complete with bloodstains, probably red wine, she writes. The map led to an island off the Branford, Connecticut coast. My father-in-law had a sailboat where they dug up treasure, his mother's old costume jewelry and some coins for good measure. Fast forward 20 years or so. This is the memory my son decided to talk about at his grandfather's memorial service. Steve, did you hide the coins for your son? You never know what memories you might be making. Keep up the pot and need entertainment to do house chores. Pam from SoCal. Well, Pam, I did not hide the gold coins, and uh, much to my dismay, we haven't gone panning for gold uh, since I mentioned that. We've gone fishing. But since I since I got the gold coins from my own dad and put them on my dresser, our nine-year-old, who also occasionally pans for gold with her brother, found the gold coins and started playing with them. They have since been returned to my dresser, but I'm worried that she will be uh, suspicious to say the least, when she finds these distinctive... You just put them right on the middle of your dresser. Put them, no, I didn't put them. them right. Of course I hid them. Anything that's on my dresser is hidden because it's a it's a, uh, it's a a mess. Okay. Well, you could still use them. Just don't take her on the day you go panning for gold with him because it's not something that you were going to let him think was real for days, right? You were going to tell him soon after that? Yes, I haven't worked out all the details, all right. but, well, but my, my sure own father, who sent the coins, out. is eagerly awaiting a, a resolution to this deception. Uh, greetings from Colorado, Rebecca and Steve, writes Janice. I hope you had the chance to bake my mom's buckle recipe, because I saw her make hundreds of these cakes and have made many myself. I think the recipe inadvertently left out some helpful tips. Well, fortunately, we haven't yet made it since it was apparently so missing tips. It was smart of me then to wait a although, week. Although... Pam, to whom you just passed it along, made it and, and, and enjoyed it, presumably with these shortcuts. So let's find out. The information should have included initially in the recipe. My apologies. One, in the batter mixture, milk, flour, baking powder, salt, hand mix that together. And then when it, that it's well combined, add the blueberries, folding the berries gently into the batter so they don't get all smushed or turn the batter blue. Two, for the topping, use a pastry blender to cut the cold butter into the sugar, flour, cinnamon mixture. Does this make any sense to you, Rebecca? It does, and I would have known about not adding the blueberries till later because I have made blueberry muffins, so I know you don't want to mush those all. And a pastry blender, I actually, my mom would just use the old couple of forks, um, so I think I would have gotten that right enough. And three, if you have some buckle left over that is cold, cut yourself a piece and heat in the microwave for about 15 seconds. I've included her blueberry muffin recipe, and indeed, here it is attached. She is not the author, again, but was one of the faves in our house in the summer months. The muffin isn't too sweet, so it's a good breakfast option. Better than M&M's? Yeah, she doesn't realize that in our house, the sweeter, the better the breakfast option, at least for the man of the house. Uh, Perhaps your youngest will give this recipe a try. Stay safe and healthy, and thanks for the podcast, Janice. Thank you, and here... Um, it looks oh, like a, on a, a photocopy card. of a recipe card. Um, looks like it could be right out of my mom's recipe uh, little index card. Yeah. File I, thing. I, even though they're more difficult to read and often the ink smudges, like when I make a recipe that is in my mother's handwriting, it just hits different. 
as the kids might say, but it is, it's just different. It makes me feel a different way when I make it, when I see my mom's handwriting. Uh, Linda writes, uh, love your podcast. Love you both. Love your family. Thank you, Linda. My husband has a beard and wears glasses. We initially used med-like masks. Trying to make this time fun and safe, I got him a Steeler's face mask, which he loves, but this mask caused one ear to collapse. I had some thin elastic. I'm not a sewing pro, but with two tries to lengthen the straps, it works for him. I hope this helps you. Linda, that's exactly my problem. One ear... Your ear folds collapses? over. One ear collapses. Yes, I told you about your this. Your actual ear collapses. Well, remember, you talk about the, your the back of your ear bones yes. hurting when you wear a a Janet Jackson contraption. Mark. Yeah. Well, mine just folds over like a cheap tent. I'm feeling since we're doing this podcast differently. I'm You're, sitting right next to you. I'm flicking your the upper part of your ear that the, folds the, over. This is why we can't share you, a microphone. You don't I, have I, good I my structure. Left ear, I That's why I, t- I mentioned yeah, your that right ear has fine structural just, integrity. Oh, yeah, your left one is a little more floppy. Interesting, the things we learned. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, His left one's a little more floppy. She's offering a solution to this problem. And, and we you're, appreciate you're just, it. You're just flicking your ears. ears. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, of solutions to glasses fogging, how, how could I have not mentioned this? In the mail this week came an envelope from George, my monocle dealer in Columbus. Thank you, George. It included some medical masks, not N95, but but some some nice some medical masks, masks that are are a little more breathable, and uh, some anti-fog wipes, which I didn't know existed. Those were anti-fog wipes. Anti-fog wipes. I thought they were just regular wipes. I didn't realize they're anti-fog wipes. They were anti-fog wipes. Are they are they just little packets of Head and Shoulders? They may they may have been uh, um, a a just add water version of Selsun Blue. <laughs> I just like saying Selsun Blue. Just, Do they um, still make Selsun Blue? I don't know. How? I, but that was pretty ridiculous. That we this past week you had that envelope arrive with those goodies. We had our neighbor come and drop off the Pam and the and the combos and the whatchamacallit. It's been a um, other people have been thoughtful this week. Us not so much. <laughs> Uh, Lori with an I writes, Rebecca and Steve, it's been, a, it's been a bit since I've written. My regular listening opportunities for your podcast disappeared about the same time we all went on quarantine slash stay at home slash house arrest. Choose your favorite. Uh, I like to listen to my living room with ball and chain on my smart speaker loudly so I can run around the house and do stuff and still hear. My life as an empty nester disappeared when daughter number two came home from college spring break and never left. She's been taking spring quarter of her junior year from the satellite campus of Western Washington University, a.k.a. my living room. I'm terribly sorry to say that she is just not that into you. So, I now listen elsewhere. Her interest in sports consists of the Harlem Globetrotters and Shaquille O'Neal in Scooby-Doo episodes. However, she shares your passion for puzzles and especially enjoyed the early discussions. That was before she somewhat politely asked me to listen elsewhere. (laughs) I decided to yield the floor, so to speak. She does acknowledge that you and the podcast bring me joy and even refers to you as the Puzzle People podcast. Lori with an eye, if you could just get daughter number two close to the smart speaker, we would like to personally apologize to her and applaud her good judgment. <laughs> this come this from the, the Puzzle Podcast people, or the Puzzle People Podcast, Triple P. Your feelings aren't hurt that her college-age daughter has asked her to make our voices leave the room? You know the answer to that. <laughs> On the contrary... Uh, my my estimation of her college-age daughter, whose existence I was previously unaware of, has gone up. Except that it did, like, just make my heart feel good when um, our recently graduated from college niece 
made some comment um, that made it clear that she had been listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, she actually still listens to the podcast. I don't know if this has lasted throughout quarantine. I don't know, but it, it, I can see it would be at least, and again, I'll use the word marginally more interesting, if you were related to us, and it was your only way of keeping in touch. Right. Anyway, thank you, Lori and Walla Walla, and thank you, daughter number two. Oh, I should say Laurie adds, Steve was the coach in Hoosiers, Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman, named after the place where you went to basketball camp as a youth, Normandale, or a mere coincidence. I have always wondered that. I've never taken the time to investigate, but I cannot imagine that Norman Dale of Hoosiers, played by Gene Hackman, had any relation to Normandale Community College and where I went to Minnesota Kicks soccer camp as well, and where my brother broke his arm on the skateboard that the two of us had just pooled our money to purchase, and then my mom took that skateboard away. When you had never even had a chance to ride it once. Never had a chance to ride it once. Did she throw it away? No, she didn't throw it away. Did she just put it, she it just somewhere? put it in 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 uh, out of reach for, for a while. In fact, our nine-year-old got a skateboard a couple of days ago. Another quarantine shortage. Very hard to find skateboards anyway. Bikes we've talked about, basketball hoops, uh, above-ground swimming pools, puzzles, of course, but we learned that skateboards were pretty scarce as well. Rebecca, this is from Laura. I don't know that you're aware of this. I may be breaking bad news to you on the air. What's that? Rebecca, writes Laura, thinking of you as I read that long, tall Sally is closing by August. What? Tall, stylish clothes that fill well, fit well aren't easy to find, as you know. Tall Daughter recently discovered amollytolly.com. Check them out. I actually have to hem the pants from, from them for her. Uh, this is from Laura, mom of tall daughter, sort of tall myself. Long Tall Sally is gone in August. I, I was completely unaware. So we still have, as, as far as I know, long, elegant legs. And what's this one called? Amali Tolly? A-M-A-L-L-I-T-A-L-L-I.com. What's been kind of interesting, too, is as our oldest daughter is has gotten taller, I think she's done growing, but she's 6'2 or 6'3 in that range. And... You can't just have one tall clothing store because like anything that I like, she automatically doesn't, which is which is about right. She and I at our various ages shouldn't be <laughs> into the same clothes. But you need, that's that's a shame that long tall Sally is no longer going to have its offerings, at least for people my age. Uh, finally, uh, Dr. Siegel writes, um, Hi, Rebecca and Steve. The two of you continue to enthrall your viewers with your stories of life. You may be laying it on a little thick there. I, I like the way he lays I it do. on. I especially enjoyed hearing about your competitive dog poop bag tossing contest that occurred during the evening dog walks. We, took, I, our, we took our dog walk this morning. And, yeah, and, and, you were and pathetic. It was really bad. I think we, I mean, pathetic. I don't know if it was the time of day because we're normally an evening dog walk duo. But you had one bag, three tosses, first toss went way over the curb. Second toss was way short. Third was still not good. No, so no. you just went over and dropped it. No, neither of us had ever before that taken three tosses. That was that was a bad one. Also, writes Dr. Siegel, the local small business bike shop that I use is not even booking repairs for a month as they're swamped. Thus, I'm on a waiting list for my road bicycle's annual service in July. And I know Dr. Siegel is an OBGYN and this probably doesn't apply, or maybe it does, but the delicious irony of a doctor being told we're not taking any bookings for months on end. It was my OB it who was. couldn't book out to the following year. So at least he hasn't been told that they haven't flipped the calendar yes. yet and they're booking out to twenty. I'm sorry, we can't repair your bike uh, until 23. 
<laughs> we're not booking out into the calendar year. So, but we do feel bad for you, Doctor. And we know he's delivering all the babies that uh, you know you can't you can't book that into twenty three, right? I don't think so. Down south, it's getting awfully hot today. While running stairs outside, it was so hot. How hot was it, Doctor Siegel? That my iPhone, which was left out on the stadium steps so that I could listen to the podcast via Bluetooth, shut itself off. We've we've had that. Uh, Needless to say, just about anything will melt in the sun. iPhone's dog poop in a bag, chiffon margarine, imperial margarine, but butter, and even I can't believe that is butter. Geesh, it's not that I can't believe that it's butter. It's I can't believe it's, that it is not it's butter. not butter. Wait, I can't believe all, that it's butter would be would be butter. That would be a bad thing, wouldn't it? Yes. Like, ooh, I can't, I can't believe this right. is butter. It tastes it tastes it tastes like dog can, poop. Can we stop for a second and pause and appreciate the fact that Dr. Siegel is a cyclist, as we know from he's waiting to get his bike bike fixed or tuned up. He's running stairs in the hot Georgia sun. He's a grandfather running stairs in the hot Georgia sun. But in, that in that his, that is a classic uh, George Strait song, I think. I think you're Grandpa right. Grandpa running stairs in the hot Georgia sun. I forget the second lyric. Go now, ahead. A couple minutes, a couple minutes, a couple months ago, I was on the phone actually with Ryan Rucco, who is my play-by-play announcer for WNBA games. And he was, even though he was in his apartment in New York, he was, I think, using a headset and his phone was like in the window. And so he said, oh my gosh, my phone's overheating. I'm just going to put it in the refrigerator. And I'd never heard of anybody doing that before. But since then, one day I was working outside and my computer got really hot and started making a humming noise. So I came inside, I put it in the refrigerator. The other day, our daughter, our youngest, left an iPad outside in the hot sun and that little temperature icon or whatever came on the screen. I put hers in the refrigerator. I have no idea if this is bad for your device, but I do know that it has worked every time that one of the devices is overheating and I've put them in the refrigerator. It also works. And if anybody out there has this problem, try coating it in dandruff shampoo before you put it in the fridge. <laughs> that usually does the trick. Finally, Dr. Siegel writes, well, let's send this out on a downer, shall we? We shall. I'm sad to report that I ran today for the first time without my trainer, 11-year-old dog Bailey, who has now gone to doggy heaven. Oh. Hopefully he's chasing his sister Piper, cats and squirrels, and dining on the finest of foods. His picture is attached from a prior stairs session, and here's this uh, beautiful Oh, he's adorable. Beast. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Steve's not a dog lover. No, I, I am. I, I so am a dog lover. Dr. Siegel, my heart goes out to you because As does mine. I don't even want to think about the day that our, our dog goes to the great beyond. Oh, that makes me think. Last weekend, we were on a walk. Actually, this past weekend, we were on a walk and um, a puppy came by and we saw this puppy and, and our youngest started talking about, you know, when she grows up, she wants to have two dogs. And then our son, I said to him, I said, do you think when you you know, grow up and have a family of your own. You think you want a dog? And he gave a resounding yes. And I just felt like my job is done here because you grew up without any pets. You did not want to get a pet. You you allowed us to get a pet. And our children are animal lovers who will now have pets when they're grown up and have their own children. So thanks I to think the that supreme. Was- Your supreme sacrifice. I was going to say the uh, supreme uh, uh, benevolence of their father. I hope they remember that, and something tells me that they won't. I think, like this is just one of the many ways where I was right when it came to parenting, and our kids are going to be better parents as a result. (laughs) And on that note, let's agree to disagree. Once Let's again. Uh, send a uh, send our love to Bailey up in the doggy heaven. Yes, and uh, send our love also to Tom, Dick, and Hari as they play us out. 
saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.